Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Dad's Podcast. I'm here with uh, none other than... Dr. David Wardy. How are you, brother? I'm good, brother. I miss you, man. I was thinking about that this week. I was yeah. like, I miss my friend. <laughs> like these travel restrictions, uh, it's a bunch of BS, man. Like crazy. Um, and notice you're wearing the, the Pachamama shirt. Yeah, I was trying to represent. That was me missing you. See, you've been on my mind. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Dave and I have matching um, shirts that we got at a retreat last year. And so uh, I saw that and I, I thought of the time we had together in Mexico, which is amazing. So, uh, David, we got an amazing guest on today, and uh, I'm going to read through his bio, and this guy, uh, well, this, this guy's name is Dr. Tom Lau, and he's, uh, he's an amazing researcher. I mean, his, his uh, history is just so dense and so diversified, it's, it's quite phenomenal, but a little, a little bit about his family, because there's some interesting nuggets here. So, uh, he's an amazing wife, married for 49 years, 11 children, one adopted, two with Downs. Uh, his oldest son unfortunately had a brain tumor, um, which unfortunately he passed about three years ago and has been a massive amount of fuel for him in his inspiration and how he helps educate doctors all over the world. So um, he's going to be diving into information with us regarding ozone therapy and UBI, which is ultra, ultraviolet light blood irradiation. Um, so he teaches physicians through Japan, Philippines, Ukraine, Mexico, Spain, U.S. Uh, his devices that he's patented and developed are in 16 countries, and they do over 50,000 treatments a year. I mean, this information that we're uh, that he's about to share with us it may not be on the top of mind. You may or may not have heard of it before, uh, but we do have some doctors listening into these calls as well. So, Dr. Tom Lau, thank you so much for being on the call here with us today. Yeah, it's uh, really good, and you know, I'm I'm here for you. Uh, that's kind of the uh, the point of it is if we can help your listeners, we can help people. I mean, isn't that what we're about? You know, in God's world, it's here. What can we do to stop the fall, to help suffering, to give to others what we know? And I will correct you. I'm not a doctor. Uh, I am a businessman and have had 16 different businesses through the years. And it's been a great privilege. This is my favorite, most favorite business, business I was going to say favoritist, um, because it helps so many people. And um, it, it's been a, an eye-opener. And I do a lot of research, and I'm kind of like an engineer, entrepreneur, research, tinker. Um, I was just messing around today and did one of the, the first UBI that I know of with a non-coherent um, LED light, which, you know, I'm feeling good. <laughs> I play around with these things to see what can we do to make things better all the time. So uh, thanks for inviting me, Nick and Dave. Good to have you. And, and just whatever I can do to supply your people with good information, let's do it. Well, I mean, yeah. And thanks for the correction. I guess, I mean, you, your son, yeah, you're, you're surrounded by family members and some are doctors and you're teaching and training doctors all over the world. Um, you, you've made a huge impact in my own life and I, I've just been watching you from afar. You run conferences or are part of the conferences of SOPMED. Um, so 
what got you, I mean, you've got a long history, like you said, but how, what got you so inspired about uh, ultraviolet light blood irradiation, that's a mouthful, and ozone therapy? Yeah, uh, it was, um, I was kind of in between businesses, if I can say it that way, when one kind of collapses or you're just not doing it anymore. And a guy in our church is, uh, was an ICU nurse and um, had spent years and years doing things. And he went on a mission trip and um, they had UBI machine, one of the older ones um, there, but they had a patient come in who had rabies. And, um, you know, if you've read up on rabies, it's pretty much fatal if you don't have the right medicines within the right amount of time. And so they said, yeah, go ahead, do your, do your therapy. You know what they considered non-conventional medicine, because unfortunately, even on the mission field, a lot of doctors are conventional medicine people totally. And they just don't want to open the door to some of these things. But uh, they let um, this guy do this and miraculously he recovered he did two treatments and went home within a week uh, they worked with tuberculosis down there they worked with uh, different cancers non-healing wounds and he came back all excited uh, to our church and called me one day and you know I, I know him and I, he was starting to talk about this ultraviolet light and I thought oh humor him you know I'm not I'll listen so I listened for about an hour I thought, hmm, that's interesting, but I still didn't have a lot of impetus for it. And um, just as God's timing, another person called me from Florida, kind of about the same thing. It was actually the precursor for the what they call the UV LRX, which is a fiber optic laser in the States. It's kind of gone up and down now, but um, I thought, well, I'll look into this. So I just spent the next 40 hours or so studying on UBI. and. And amazingly, there's almost nothing, how can I say it, nothing negative. It's a double negative. There's not <laughs> anything written that's, you know, knocking this thing down. Everything was positive. And so, that, well, let's take a look at it. Matt, uh, the guy I was working with, wanted to start a clinic. And I said, okay, let's take a look at it. So I went through all the parameters. We had a doctor oversight. And so I started and ran a clinic for a year just with UBI. That was it. That's all we did. Outpatient, walk in, 200 bucks, and we'll give you a treatment. And um, that was the off and running kind of moment. But uh, I realized the machines weren't quite right. They weren't powerful enough, revamped that. But we probably had 500 people come through. Not, not a lot, not enough to make a living. Uh, but that's not what we were trying to do. And um, it was phenomenal. It was jaw-dropping. I mean, from tachycardia to, you know, viral heart problems to rashes that hadn't gone away for five years to cancer people feeling better. And it was, it was phenomenal. And so that got me started of really seeing what I can do. And it kind of launched from there of getting with guys like Robert Rohn and Frank Schallenberger and uh, the ones that are out there that do a lot of ozone. And so they let me come in and teach on UBI. That was kind of my little niche. And uh, I guess I still have that little niche, but now we've taught lots of doctors in both ozone and UBI. But 
talking too much. <laughs> no, it's amazing. Well, can you, can you explain the mechanism for people to understand? And like, why is there ultraviolet light getting into the blood? Like that's not completely non-natural, you know, again, from the outside looking in, you know, the, the, it's meant to hit the skin, not the blood. Can you tell us about the mechanism of what's actually happening? Sure. sure. Um, you know, it's kind of funny because last April, the April 23rd, I think uh, Trump got on and he says, there's some way to put light inside the body, you know, then he had to use that dreadful word, or how about a disinfectant? <laughs> I thought, oh, dude. He shot just himself in the foot there, didn't he? With the light. Yeah, yeah, I really did. And, of course, it sent a flurry of stuff toward us, too, but that's okay. Um, <clears throat> the idea of light um, into the blood has been around for about 70, 80 years. <clears throat> it started with a guy named Emmett Knott, and he wanted to stop the sepsis, the blood poisoning, they called it back then, toxins in the blood, uh, you know, septic abortions. So women were dying and they didn't have any antibiotics or anything. So he experimented way back in 1928 uh, with making a device that would put UV light, because they know UV light killed bacteria and virus. They knew that much. He thought, well, maybe that'll kill bacteria and virus in the blood. And through a lot of experimenting um, on dogs, uh, he finally realized I'm putting too much in and he kind of honed it down. But that light going into the blood caused a whole raft of, we call it, you know, an immune modulator. So your immune system's off if you have um, cold or flu or allergies or rheumatoid arthritis, or all sorts of stuff, a sickness, a chronic illness. So your immune system is off. So if you can get something in there that is going to balance that immune system, that was what was happening. He didn't realize it back then. I mean, I've read tons of studies now on what kind of uh, happens. I mean, it is things that happen. The red blood cells pick up the light and that causes what they call membrane modification. It causes oxygen uptake. It causes ATP increase or energy increase. It causes red blood cells to be produced. So now we have a new supercharged red blood cell coming in. So there are a whole bunch of things that this energy packet that went into the red blood cell caused a positive, and it really didn't cause any ill effects. And that's a phenomenal thing, whether it's ozone or UVI. Uh, they're immune modulators, and I'll explain ozone later. <clears throat> but they also are so safe. And I'll talk about the range of that. That's why I'm experimenting a little bit more. I've got a great machine. I want to make it better. And so we're just saying, okay, what if we ramp this up? What if we use non-coherent light? What if you use colored light? And so some of those type of questions. But... The studies are out there. I now have about 200 just on UBI. I've got another 100 and some on LBI, which is the sister therapy. Um, it's just phenomenal. So, and what does LBI stand for? Is that laser? Or? What's that? Yeah, what, what laser blood that? irradiation. So yeah. um, there's low-level laser radiation, which might be transdermal on the skin. This one is actually a fiber optic into the vein. Mm -hmm. So Russians have been doing that for... Oh, about 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the consumer, I mean, a patient, if you're sick, 
and medicines just haven't helped you. I mean, that's, that's a hard thing for you guys is you're dealing with the hardest of the hard, you know, the toughest. They're coming in saying, fix me. Nothing else has worked. Um, and that's where these tools are just super. Well, I mean, in the culture that we live in, we're stuck indoors. I mean, we live in uh, Canada, so there's a lot less vitamin D outside. The amount of actual typical UV exposure for most people, especially with the fear of skin cancer and, you know, putting on all the topical remedies you, you can to block out the sun. It's not a surprise that we're stuck in a state of malillumination. You know, I, I think of light as nutrition, and that's how I educate patients on it. And so if there's a way to, like upregulate your ability to get more light inside the body it may it would make sense and, and we know that the mitochondria are extremely photosensitive yep. and they do upregulate in the presence of light so um wh where, where else do we need to know about uh like the technology you know with regards to what are you doing are you drawing the blood out are we putting it yeah. through light like what can we talk about that yeah and it, it's so simple and and you know it's it's almost ashamedly simple <laughs> uh and that we're just going to take 60 cc's of blood, you know, um, what's that, half a cup or so, three-quarter cup of blood. And uh, an anticoagulant is um, used with that little heparin. And that blood is put into a bag of saline. Now, we need some volume there, and I can explain all that, but it's we need about 220, 250 cc's total. But uh, two or three minutes, it's an easy poke with a, a needle, a draw out that blood, hook it up to a line, put the blood up into a bag. Now, if we've got ozone, we usually put that up, and then it drips back down through a special, we call it a cuvette, but it's a, a special quartz glass with a turbulator in it that allows maximum exposure. That's surrounded by four 12-inch bulbs. There's UVA, UVB, UVC. Like I say, we're just looking at adding basically sunlight uh, to that. Um, some add different colors, but, you know, as it goes by, it picks up that energy. Joules of energy go into the blood, and that's that goes into the patient. You don't feel any. Most people don't feel anything. I've had some people say, boy, I can see better. My eyes are brighter. I don't know what's happening. I feel full of energy. I have others that say I'm a little tired, <laughs> a little sleepy. Some say I'm flushed. But that's just the first initial reaction of what occurs because this takes a day or two to really get your immune system changed to be what it should be. Um, so, you know, if, if your immune system's high, it's tacking, your T cells are, you know, your rheumatoid arthritis and lupus and, you know, some of the other things that occur, even a shingles outbreak. I mean, anybody of you people out there got shingles? One treatment with this, pretty well slam dunk, dries it up in two or three days and it's gone. It's incredible. Now, I'm sure the shingle shot people don't want to hear that. That's a <laughs> billion dollar industry, right? Per year. Um, so I don't wave my flag real high. You know, I'm kind of a low level. We're out here. Um, we can't produce a medical device, although we do have a medical device, the same thing in Europe, um, CE marked medical. Um, FDA is just tough to get through and it's millions of dollars in years. So we haven't taken that route. So we've taken more of the, um, we make a UV purifier and doctors buy it and then we show them how to use it. But for patients, uh, it's so easy. Just that little bit of blood up in a bag, 30 minutes, sit in a comfortable chair with your arms sitting there. I don't care. Read a book. And, um, 
that's it. You know, pull the needle out. That's awesome. So, I mean, we do a lot of IV therapy in our clinic and, um, mm -hmm. you know, whether it be vitamin C, the, the amino acids, you know, NAD, is it possible to run any of these other nutrients through that bag or do you want to keep it to say? Yeah, most of the time, I mean, some of them will hook up an IV right after that. Um, usually you want to run the UBI first and some will do an IV after that. Probably don't want to do high vitamin C because we're putting an oxidant in there. Um, you know, and usually you're dealing with ozone too. So the, the high vitamin C people like Reardon Clinic and Ron Hunting Hockey down there, they separate it by a couple hours, you know, mm -hmm. if they're doing that. Realize too that that blood soaks up so light so quickly that it's only 1% of the blood getting light. You know, you just, it's hard to imagine we take this light out. People have talked about it and say, oh, the blood, you know, it's all purified. No, it's not. Oh, it's just all treated by the light. No, it's not. I mean, we know the studies on it, but that small amount of light on that 1% of the blood that's in there uh, is enough to cause the immune modulation. That also is kind of protective. So if you got something else rolling in your system, some other drug, 1%, who cares, you know? Even if it's photosensitizing, it's 1% is so small. And that 1% that gets put in, that's the 1% of the 60 cc's that gets put into the five liters of blood in your body. So um, phenomenal results, small amount of light, um, really works well. Can you, can you speak a little bit about uh, immune modulation? Because maybe for some people, they may not fully understand that concept. Sure. Uh, I mean, just, just to lay a bit of groundwork I mean, we think of people who are you know in injury or acute inflammation that might be an aspect of your helper cells called th1 if you're stuck more in an autoimmune upregulation or chronic phase uh stress that might be th2 are you speaking to that aspect or or if you can dive into that a little bit more that'd be helpful yeah and i hate biochemistry um <laughs> <laughs> It's in a sense a weakness, and at the same time, I go, it's okay. I can read some of this. I can study. I finally kind of catch the idea. So if it's lacking a little bit, I'll send you the. I have great manuals on it that deal with in depth. You know, from a patient aspect, when you have something that's going on in your body and inflammation, you know, occurs, you've got something that's out of whack. You've got a. a bacteria or virus, let's just take like the COVID and may as well talk about it a little bit. Um, you've got this virus roaming around and it is causing issues in your body and your immune system gets a little bit depressed and the inflammation flares and then you get in the lungs, uh, you know, an irritation, you get a pneumonia. All this is kind of occurring and you go, what do we got for that? Now, antibiotics are great. Let's not kick them out of the place and say they, they, they don't work for virus, but you know, if you've got a bacterial infection and you can do an antibiotic, I go, have at it, you know, do it quick, easy. Uh, for the most part, unless you've had a lot of it, it wrecks your gut biome too, which is part of the problem with that. But, um, you know, for the, for the consumer, if they realize when they've got this disease, you, you not only have the disease, you have the inflammation, then you have toxins too. You have, things that are piling up in your system that you can't get rid of very easily. And these toxins create other things in your body that cause issues, cause problems. 
And so this immune, and this is real simple, but the immune modulation is that we're going to ramp up if you're low. Your immune system, it's going to cause it to see that there's something wrong and say, I need to get going. So that's part of what, and, and it's interesting, the energy of a, a light, just think of it as a little packet, okay? So a packet goes into the red blood cells, right? Where is it that that is really needed? Well, when you have inflammation and you have an infection, that's a energy sucking site, you know? So it wants like lots of glucose. Give me everything you can. Well, when you send in energy packets in there, they're not ready for this kind of an energy that comes in. And that's part of the idea of what, and, and it's theoretical, but part of the idea of what's destroying that infection then are these energy packets. It sucks up so much that it really, the body just takes over then and, and gets rid of it. Now on the other side where we've got autoimmune disorders, you know, which are pretty rampant too with all of the stuff out there, whether it's glyphosate or, you know, the things that are causing issues. Um, you've got these T cells, you've got this attacking your system. What can we do to quiet that down? Now, they know that UBI works even for graft versus host disease, which is your body attacking, you know, uh, some kind of uh, a transplant you've had or something that's occurring. So what, again, the idea is the energy ramp up to the T cells causes a diminishing of the T cells. Therefore, your autoimmune disorders go down. Like I say, the, the shingles is you've got the virus in you. You've got the antibodies. You get an immune compromise is what happens. And all of a sudden, you get this rash flare up, you know, and that's shingles. UBI is, uh, and I'm not sure why that one in particular, because there are, you know, there are times it doesn't work real well, but with the shingles, it just quiets it right down two or three days. And really, if anybody's had shingles for a long time, you, you can get neuropathy, permanent neuropathy and nerve damage from this rash. Um, it's really dangerous. And I think, boy, just in that thing alone, if UBI was out there, it should be on every hospital floor, you know, for inflammation, infections, autoimmune disorders. I, I probably didn't answer it as well as no, no, you no, no. probably that was, could, but that was great. Yeah. So. David, go ahead, buddy. I'm geeking out, man, because <laughs> I, I, uh, I've been using lasers for almost my entire career and then yeah. I understand the power of light, yeah. you know, and at different frequency and spectrums. And I can imagine, I mean, like the way he describes it, you know, you put this light in, and where the inflammation is like an energy suck, right? Because I mean, that's what we're altering when we use this type of therapies and we're using frequency based therapy, which is what yeah. we're doing here. Yeah. And it's so powerful. Like I want to get hooked up right now. Hook me up, buddy. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's really exciting and he's right. I mean, why is this not, why is this not mainstream? Like these should be in all the hospitals. Yeah. You know, we should be infusing people with light constantly to help them. Cause like you're saying, like we have this big issue where we're not getting exposed enough you know, to sunlight anymore. I mean, you go on and on, but this is an essential part of what we need as human beings. And all he's speaking to is like, he's figured out a way to put this awesome delivery system to just get this dose in. And there's like mm -hmm. no side effects. Right. And you're just getting the benefits. Your body's healing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's not a silver bullet for everything, you know, and I wish it were, 
but you find out, and, and the people think I can come in, I mean, shingles is an exception, but one treatment, I go, no, you really have to think four or five treatments of this, and you have to think two days apart, three days apart, let the body assimilate what you've got there, and then come after it again, kind of like Domino, I'm going to keep piling in on this, and some people, you know, for really serious stuff like chronic EVB or something, you might need 10 of these uh, treatments, and you may need to combine it with ozone. So, you know, there, um, there's a lot of things people read about on the internet. and We've tried to really good get, get good videos out there so they realize that because there's some very weak UVI machines out there. The Kastner unit from Germany has a little six-inch, uh, one six-inch UVA bulb. Uh, the Umatron unit has two six-inch UVC bulbs. Um, they just weren't putting out the energy, and this is where and I've done a lot of research with Emmett Knott and Miley and Christian, all these, you know, heroes of the past in a sense. And they really had a strong, strong light source, UV light source, not just, you know. And the laser, the, the red lasers, the, they've got blue and green, and they've got some UV now, too, that they can actually work with. Um, they all kind of have their place. And transdermally, some of these things are have some really phenomenal effects even down into the blood. There are some sublingual units, but we focused on getting more energy across the spectrum. So UV, let me explain kind of like if you think of the, the light spectrum, okay? So we've got the visible light, you know, we've got the reds down to the deep blues, and then we go past that blue into the UV and it's called UVA. That's where we get our, our sunburn from, uh, a little bit from UVB. Uh, but UVB doesn't make it through the, down to the atmosphere very much. It's usually UVA. And then down past that, down to 257 nanometers. And again, I, if I had a chart, you could see it. But that's where we have the germicidal effects. So you'll hear uh, people have UVC lights in their furnace. Uh, they got UVC lights in their water systems. They got UVC lights... They got a little pen you can take out camping that's a little UVC and you can stir it in water and it'll kill the bacteria and virus. Um, so that's the wavelength that does the dismantling, if you will, of the, of the bacteria and virus. Now, and then you get UVB and UVA and they all combine uh, along with especially the blue lights are well absorbed with the blood. So that's the, the powerhouse of the, UBI, which is ultraviolet blood radiation. Sometimes they call it biophotonic therapy. Uh, you might hear photophoresis is used, photoluminescence is used, some of those other terms that are out there. They're all referring to, I want to get light in the blood. And uh, UV light in particular, but also some of the visible bands have positive, positive effects. Mm -hmm. Where, where do you think the, the world of like red light therapy, infrared, and, and some of those start to merge into to this? And because you said there's also different colored types of uh, light therapy devices you can use for UVI. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a, a colored, you know, it's interesting. Um, the, the medical world has recognized for a long time that light is a therapeutic or can be used as a therapeutic, you know, a medical. So you go way back to 1903 and you got, Nils Finson, who's uh, curing uh, lupus vulgaris, this horrible rash on the face and so on, and then like a 95% cure rate. 
using light therapy, and he got the Nobel Prize for it. And then we skip all the way into the 1930s, almost when not really started with some of his stuff with UV light. But when my Matt was born, that's the son that uh, passed away three years ago, uh, he was jaundiced. Hmm. So what did they do? They stick him in blue light because mm -hmm. it breaks down the, the toxins of the bile. It's not getting, you know, the liver's not working quite right yet. So <clears throat> they put him in blue light, put little goggles on him, you know. And that was more the incubator type. And now they have these nice little blue lights that wrap around the infant, you know. Uh, the red light, <clears throat> phenomenal things with red light. Uh, you can go to Planet Fitness and stand in front of a red light and it's supposed to, you know, tighten up that skin. I did it a couple of times, but you had to do it a whole bunch of times. <laughs> I thought I'm beyond help anyway, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, so. Red lights, I've got a beautiful little infrared red LED unit at mm -hmm. home that puts out some really nice power. It's a friend of mine who makes these things. I've got a laser, you know, that also puts light in much deeper, you know, just about the size of a silver dollar. So that's, that's pretty good. It's, I think, a 25-watt unit. So... Um, if you, you're used in those, Dave, you know, you kind of know there's so many different applications um, for muscles, for hips. I mean, I got a little bit of a bad hip, and I can put that red light on 10, 15 minutes, and I'm good for two weeks. You know, uh, the pain just kind of, it's gone. I've increased that blood flow into there. I've, I've caused that activation of healing, calling for healing into that area. So the, the red lights are, they're the ones that are most if I can say popular, they're going to penetrate the farthest. Um, you know, the IR, the infrared is going to give you some heat if you want to get into that, and they penetrate fairly well. Uh, you get down into the blues, and they don't penetrate very well. So you've got another issue. Now, I can put it into blood, though. Blood absorbs the, the maximum amount of photonic energy is absorbed at 420, which is a violet blue area. So putting that into UBI is really part of a, a positive thing too, but red light therapy, therapy, baseball caps for growing hair, you know, skin issues. Uh, there's some blue light for skin issues. Uh, they're just all over the internet and they're, you know, very, you can get some very good professional, powerful ones. Uh, you got to know what you're doing, but mm. you know, Dave, if you're using those, you, you start to learn and you go, wow, this is fantastic. I just know if I got a bad knee, I can put that on for 10, 15, 20 minutes and I can pulse it if I want. I can have solid light and it does wonders. Mm -hmm. So there was something called willow curve out quite a few years ago. Did you ever see that? No. Uh, it was a little plastic piece and it had some little red <laughs> lights on it. And they advertised that, Hey, before you get knee surgery, do this first. It's like 600 bucks or something. Uh, FDA has come down on them now because they're making claims. But it was a very, I would call, weak red light system, but it still had positive results. <laughs> so now there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, buyer beware. I yeah. Guess, well, the, the reason I wanted you to dive into that just because it sort of adds credibility that light therapy is not just about UBI. There's, there's many different applications, like we mentioned, the laser, the LED lights. It goes back to a Nobel Prize in, or you said, 1903. I mean, yeah. so the, these therapeutics have been around for a long time. So when people are tuning in and maybe hearing this for the first time, this isn't like it just started, a, you know, yeah. a decade ago even. So, um, 
I mean, where to, where to go from here? I mean, a, a patient wants to, you know, experience it or, or a doctor does. I mean, you've got clinics all over, well, technically all over the world that are doing this type of therapy. Um, and then I guess on that note, um, there's something more unique about the way that you've done the UBI that, that you maybe won't find at all the different clinics. So people maybe, how, what do they need to know when they're doing this type of therapy as far as quality of light uh, goes? Yeah. Um, and that's, that is a difficulty, you know, because you're dealing with a whole bunch of different areas. You've got, and I'm just going to roll through. So I just pulled a slide up here. So you got viral infections, you have bacterial infections. Uh, you know, there is the inflammation conditions. Of course, joint pain, and that can get into a number of different areas. You've got circulatory conditions, autoimmune conditions. Even some of the eye disorders have been, you know, there's studies on this. How can that help that? Uh, skin disorders, respiratory diseases. So there's like 160 areas. And this is part of the problem is that it works on so many things mm -hmm. and actually is beneficial for so many things. People go, ah, it's too good to be true. Now, a few years ago, I got to visit with Michael Hamblin. He's the head of the photobiology department at the Wellman Center at Harvard Medical. So I went out to Boston and son and I sat down and went through a number of things with Michael, who had just uh, written a book. And he's since been a real advocate for us. Um, I guess I just say that to say, you know, there's a whole group of people out there, doctors, physicians, almost in every state. Uh, some states, their state boards are so tough that they don't want to get involved with this because they can lose their license. Uh, but almost every state there are physicians. And I mean, um, I'll just give it, people want to know the info at sopmed.org, I-N-F-O, info at sopmed.org. If they wrote us and just asked, um, we usually send out a list of physicians. Uh, we don't put it on the internet because some physicians don't want to be out there that way. They don't need to be. They're good. They're booked. Uh, but this treatment you know, it, you do two of these treatments, three of these treatments, you'll know if it's going to help you or not. Mm -hmm. You'll know. With your chronic disorders that you've been suffering with for years, three of these treatments, four of these treatments, uh, you'll just feel the difference of your body starting to take this energy and cause it to give that immune modulation and uh, get rid of some inflammation. Um, like I say, it is, it is phenomenal what it does. Uh, and at the same time, we got guys like Harvard people that say this is a great therapy. Our, our European unit, if they want to get a little more technical, uh, the Ultralux UV, so Ultralux, L-U-X, UV.com is our CE certified model. And we have a number of videos they can watch and testimonials of doctors and people and also the data from um, the studies and Michael Hamblin. Uh, he wrote um, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, Robert Rowan, who is a friend and he's out in California, kind of the big ozone guru, wrote uh, The Cure That Time Forgot. So The Cure That Time Forgot was UBI. And it was a lot of the studies that I've been working with now um, from Miley and Knott and Christensen and uh, I'm trying to think of three or four of the others, but they're major players in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Um, and so they did all these hospital 
validated studies on thousands of patients and hundreds of different disorders, and it's all there. I mean, somebody's dying of sepsis, and you, you know, they had a, if it was just starting sepsis, 98%. Uh. If it was severe and they were going downhill, 50%. If they were moribund, one foot in the grave, they were more like 27% cured. And you're just, you can't just throw that stuff out and say, oh, they didn't know what they were doing. And oh, yeah, they did. You know, they weren't dummies in the 40s and 50s. But in 1952, um, it got killed by the AMA. Mm-hmm. So there's a story in my book about that. I talked to Emmett Knott III. Um, actually, a good friend of mine talked to Emmett Knott II. <laughs> They're out in Seattle, and we got more of the story. And then I dug up more things. I got a box of from 19, oh, about 40 till about 1960. It was all the records of the American Blood Radiation Society, all the letters back and forth between Revick and Knott and these guys. And uh, I haven't even gone through it all. But I've been through quite a bit of it, and you're just you shake your head and think, why wasn't this accepted? Yeah. And I can tell you why. Pharmaceuticals came in mm-hmm. big time. Yeah. I mean, 1950, uh, the sock vaccine came in. Wonderful, wonderful, good stuff. But um, because Emma not and the people wouldn't bow to the AMA, basically. Uh, they wanted to buy them, and they put out a bogus study in 1952 that shot down UBI. And it'll be in my book <laughs> that hopefully consumers can read too. But it's yeah, it's kind of sad. It's kind of like the Royal Rife story and Oxy, you know, and these guys that really had brilliant, brilliant minds and just didn't meet up with the guidelines of big pharma and AMA. I yeah. mean, tobacco did. <laughs> yeah, some <laughs> tobacco things industry. Funded AMA in the early years. I mean, you know, what's, smoke what's, a candle, a candle, a Carlos yeah. won't give you a cough. That's right. Yeah, the doctors were in all the commercials too, right? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I mean, isn't it crazy to think that, I mean, all of us, even myself, I catch myself sometimes going, ah, but that was old science. It's not valid now. And it's funny how we've all kind of bought in that paradigm. If it's new, it's legitimate. If yeah. it's something that happened, but in the past, like there's a Nobel prize that, that won on this stuff. It was, it was well-researched, well-documented, but then it just sort of gets sloughed off as, Oh, that's old. But yeah. looking at the track record of some of these things, I mean, you know, even the ketogenic diet that's resurfacing or fasting sure. and, you know, all the different tools that have been used, you know, in, you know, hundreds of years past that we just had uh, Dr. Thomas Levy on yeah. a podcast not too long ago. And he's saying, you can find the oral connection to cardiovascular disease. And, and David asked, like, how far back does this go? This is hundreds of years. But hmm. we discount a lot of these archived, you know, studies and things like that. And just, you know, just sort of disregard them. David, go ahead. And there's this big shift of the paradigm of People being stuck on new is better, new is better. But look at all the things that are coming forward in the natural health arena. Like mm-hmm. we're kind of all shifting back to the basics, right? And so it's exciting for me to hear about this type of therapy. And and you were saying earlier how in Russia this has been going on for like seventy years, right? Yeah. You know, me and Nick talk about these absolute truths and relative truths of medicine. And what what our listeners need to hear, people need to understand is. 
just because you haven't heard about it doesn't mean it's not going to work and maybe it's going to more going to be more therapeutic for you than the solutions that are being offered to you mainstream you know and and this isn't i wish this wasn't outside of the box thinking because it shouldn't be like it's mm -hmm. been used since i mean how how far back was this being used already in hospitals and stuff for different things and then it just like you're saying it just got forgotten mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. you know, we're grateful for people like you that are bringing this kind of information back out and, you know, re-educating the, maybe the next generation of doctors that mm -hmm. you know, there's definitely a gap where a lot of this stuff was lost unless you had those great connections to some of the, the doctors that, that, that you mentioned or, or, or these, or these, you know, Harvard researchers and whatnot now, which is, which is just, you know, exciting for us to hear. I, I got to say that, you know, when you mentioned, made that point uh, for, for a patient to try something out and give it three to four times, and if it's, if it's working, you'll know. I mean, those are the kind of responses that both patients deserve to have and, yeah. and doctors deserve to deliver, you know. And, you know, I find myself oftentimes whether – I don't often recommend a therapy unless there can be some sort of um, – reference point for where you were to where you are you know after just a short period of time or a short number of treatments and that kind of right. feedback is so powerful for people to hear so i'm glad that you you know you brought that up yeah i think you know we're, we're there for patients you're there for patients and they have to get a little education on their own um i mean 15 years ago i just did what the guys in the white coat said you know i walked in if i had a problem you know they tried to take care of it and I'm fairly healthy anyway, so, uh, you know, there wasn't that very often I go to a doctor, but, you know, and Mac got his tumors, um, that was a big push to say what's out there, and then, you know, the guy with the ICU nurse coming from Togo, West Africa, um, saying we ought to do this, it's kind of, you know, and you guys know this too, and, and just for listeners, you shouldn't just hand your health over to somebody and say, just fix me. And especially give me a pill and fix me, you know, because so often we're covering symptoms. And I, I sympathize for those that can't do research, but the Internet's phenomenal. I mean, we can go out and do, you know, just basic even research and listen to guys, whether it's Asprey or McCullough or Tom Levy or, you know, you. And, and you can get this information on exactly the problem, you know, that you've got and see if there's something that's natural. I mean, this is just, I won't say putting light in blood is natural, but it doesn't have any side effects. So it's got to be really, really low level. The same with ozone. It's, it's, yeah, people like ozone, the ozone layer, you know, yeah, we're blocking the uh, ultraviolet light and that's true. Uh, but ozone is a powerful, powerful tool for many, many people. And there's many more people that do ozone. Um, uh, I think, uh, let's see, Doctors Ozone, drsozone.com has a lot of good information. drsubi.com is what I did uh, probably 10 years ago, and I really need to revamp it. But when you're writing a book, you go, it can all wait, you know. That's right. <laughs> but consumers, boy, if you can't research, find a friend who can and say, would you look this up for me and just see Am I really hurting myself by doing this? Um, you know, like I say, there's a place for antibiotics, you know, that um, can really help. Um, but there's so much better place for 
chiropractic and people miss out on that. I forget what population is it 15% of the population, 20% that might use chiropractic. I wish it's like uh, 10% maybe. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And and El Paso too, right? So maybe different, different numbers down there. So well. unfortunate. Oh. I think you guys, the nutrition specialists more than anybody, I think, you know, much more than MDDO, you know, there, cause you guys get into that and you, you find out what people need. You find out where they're weak. You know, vitamin D, everybody should be doing vitamin D. They should get their blood levels up 50 to 80, you know. Magnesium, mm -hmm. uh, another big thing that's kind of coming out there and seeing how the benefits are for that. And high vitamin C. Uh, my, that's uh, for cancer. My, my brother-in-law, unfortunately, just passed away a month ago uh, with right. stage 4 prostate cancer. He's 52. Wow, he's young. Now, eight years ago, he found out he had bone mats. Eight years ago, stage four. He's done everything in the alternative world, kind of, and it finally caught up to him. But he had eight good years. I mean, ride motorcycle, speedboat, uh, still keep working. And every summer, he'd say, boy, I just hope I have one more good summer. And he'd wow. have another good summer. Eight years, stage four. And he just passed away. I, I mean, wow. a guy went, hey. Todd had a really good life, but he was disciplined. He ate right. He exercised. He took what supplements. He did UBI. He did high vitamin C. I mean, he did all those things that you need to do uh, to kick and put at bay. And Tom Levy's a great guy to, um, mm -hmm. you know, reference. Uh, did you see his COVID? Let me count the ways. Did you? Did no, you I haven't see seen that one. Put out? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and he just looked out all the different ways that we can handle COVID now. Wow. Study after study. And just, I, he must have had 15, 17 different things on wow. there. Well, he did share the hydrogen peroxide nebulizer. And actually, yep. David, you used that on your mom, didn't you? Yeah, she got sick. And man, like within 48 hours, she cleaned it up quick. She was like back to normal. Mm -hmm. Very yeah. powerful. Easy, cheap, mm. you know inexpensive at-home things. Yeah. Now, UBI isn't. Ozone can be done at home. Nebulizing, hydrogen peroxide, great, great tool. Mm -hmm. These are all working with the oxygen singlets, too. You know, yeah, so can you, can you speak about that a little bit more? Like, you, you brought up the ozone. I think it'd be helpful for people to understand a little bit of that. Yeah, and we're going to have another section on ozone. Totally. We realize ozone's kind of the big dog, and there's more written on ozone than UBI, but um, radical oxygen species uh, is what you don't want a lot of in your system. So we take antioxidants. But high vitamin C and ozone and even UBI a little bit create that radical oxygen species. Now, what that's doing is you've got a sluggish, and I've got a chapter I wrote for ozone. I may put out an ozone book sometime. Maybe I'll do it with my son. He's, he works more with ozone. but um, it's kind of a stress to the body. You know, like if you exercise and you hurt after you exercise, you go, well, that's a good thing. You know, I just tore a little bit of muscle. It's got to repair, but after it repairs, going to be a little bit stronger. And I keep doing that. Well, ozone is that slap to the system, you know, that says, come on, get going. Immune modulator again. So that oxidative stress now, let's break that down a little bit. 
uh, ozone is O3. O2 is oxygen, right? So O3 is ozone, and it's very reactive. H2O2, hydrogen peroxide, uh, releases one of those oxygens. So we end up with water and that radical, that singlet, again, out there. So that's kind of the idea behind ozone. And a high vitamin C does the same type of thing. We're creating an oxidative situation. Well, you could almost call it a pro-oxidant, or an, it's going to call for antioxidant because it's saying, hey, you got a problem in here. Send in the antioxidants. Come on, let's let's clean this thing up. So high vitamin C, hydrogen peroxide, ozone, and a little bit, uh, although UBI has some different things, it does create a little reactive oxygen species also. So um, stressing your body sometimes a little bit, regulated, low stress is a good thing. Chronic stress, and you can get chronic oxidative stress too, and you, you get ozone, they don't feel good. It just doesn't help. We're, we are over oxidating them at that point. So you might get 20% of your, your uh, ozone patients that they say, I feel terrible. You know, two days, oh, it's just a Herxheimer. Well, maybe not. Maybe you're oxidatively stressed and we shouldn't have done that. So, you know, and hopefully that helps people. So these very natural things of, of water, H2O, oxygen, O2, and then send that spark of lightning through a thunderstorm. What do you get? A little bit of ozone, that fresh smell. Um, ozone kills bacteria and virus, you know, kind of like the UV light. So I've got a little generator at home and I, my wife uses it all the time. You throw it, you get vegetables, even if they're organic, she throws it in there and lets it bubble through for seven minutes. It kills on the surface any bacteria or virus and it will dismantle 95% of the pesticides. Wow. And these are just little bubbler units, 100 bucks, you know, or so. Uh, you can get them online. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's so many good things out there to, to realize. Uh, I mean, I hit a skunk uh, <laughs> my car. I hadn't done it for years. Pull the car in the garage and go, oh, move it out. You know, I get an ozone generator. It's about this half the size of a shoebox. I turn it on. I let it run overnight, you know, runs two or three hours. Skunk's been well, it's gone. It dismantles it. It takes smoke smell out. I mean, ozone's a wow. whole other world, but just fun things that we can have at our disposal, you know, um, UBI a little bit tougher. <laughs> so the ozone, I mean, just for people who let, they still don't get an ozone machine and start plugging their, their nasal passageways into the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk about some of the, you know, things you shouldn't do with ozone. Well, ozone's very reactive, and it will react with uh, things like latex and rubber, um, even with some of the metals it will react. So when you're creating ozone, you have to watch out for if it's going to react with anything. But more so is ozone is um, a reactive gas that if you breathe it into the lungs, that's where you have the problem because we don't have enough of the uh, PUFAs, the fatty acids, and so on to absorb it and so irritate the lung lining and you'll be coughing. Now, I can work in a certain level of ozone. You know, it's uh, I think it's 0.01 time weight average of, of uh, ozone um, parts per million. I forget what it is. But when it gets to an upper level, it's going to irritate your lungs. Therefore, FDA says 
Ozone is a toxic gas with no known medical usage. No, we only have 2,000 studies. There are only 38 international medical organizations doing it. There's about 50,000 ozone specialists around the world using it each day. Okay. But FDA has called it a toxic gas, which if I sat and breathed it, I start, we've messed with this, so we know. Mm-hmm. I've been coughing before really bad. Time out. <laughs> Let's open the windows, get the fans going. You know, because we experimented with ozone equipment and different things to see what's out there and how it works. And so, but it really, just that mild irritant, you can't stand to be in yeah. uh, ozone that is going to be at a toxic level. You can't stand it. I mean, you're coughing and hack, you're going to get out. You know, yeah. you're going to open a window, you're going to turn the ozone generator off. And, you know, as a doctor, you control it. It's all in contained. We have destruct units that will get rid of it. But the little bit like doing, it's about a three gamma they, uh, of the one, the vegetable cleaner. You'll mm-hmm. smell it a little bit. Not going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's low level ozone. The one you crank and get rid of um, smoke smell and so on, the skunk smell, you know. That one you pretty well have to turn it on and leave. Right. you know, in a closed room. Uh, and then after it quits, it's on a timer and then you open it up and it's fine. <laughs> uh, smoke smell on a car works great. You know, wow. get rid of that. You buy a car and here in Michigan, you think it's winter smells fine. You get a humid day in the summer. You go, Oh, a smoker, <laughs> you know, but you can throw an ozone generator in, let it run for two hours. It dismantles the smoke. It doesn't just cover it. It takes it apart so you don't have that smoke smell. Wow. Well, I know I've, I've done, um, what's it called, intra-auricular. So through the yep. years, I've done some ozone. Yep. And it was interesting because I noticed all this bubbling and actually clearing of my sinus passageways after. I mean, I, I think I was, mm-hmm. I was at a conference, and so I was about three-hour time difference. And I think my, my immune system was getting a little bit of a hit. But people also do rectal ozone, right? Yeah, almost any cavity uh, we can kind of look at. <laughs> any orifice. So any orifice, yeah. So let's talk about that next time. I know our time's kind of getting yeah, yeah. You know, people, and there's so much to talk about on ozone. And just let me leave with a little bit of encouragement. Hey, if, if someone out there is sick, see Dr. Nick, see Dr. Dave here, and, uh, you know, they'll have their areas to help if they can get into this UBI sometime, that would be a great thing. If not, we know people out there that can help you. So, you know, um, yeah, you're going to have to spend some money. This is out of pocket pay. There's no insurance that covers this, but what's your health worth? And you go, okay, I'm going to scrounge together. I had a lady that they, they actually spent a whole bunch more than they needed to, but he was chronic EBB. I mean, he was to the point where he was in bed his arm wasn't working. He couldn't hardly speak. I mean, it was really nasty. He's young. He's like 38. And mm-hmm. so she did the search and she went and she found UBI and ozone. And it took about 15 treatments, but he's totally restored. Came back from just a, you know, disability. I mean, he was just, he could not work anymore. Mm-hmm. So these things have, have a lot of power. Um, they can do something for you. They actually went across country and spent like 20 grand doing this. Uh, if they would have known about me, and she's a friend now, called me, and we've talked a lot. But it's like, yeah, you could have done this for about 1500 bucks right back yeah. home. Wow. You know, 
maybe two grand at most. And you wouldn't add that be cross country, but the doctor had advertised that she's a specialist in this and yeah, yeah, yeah. She uses ozone and UVI. <laughs> so yeah, chronic disorders um, have added, I would be doing this in a heartbeat and uh, it's never going to hurt you. And uh, anyway, it's, we can help and we'll have another session on ozone. So stay tuned for that. And we'll go through a little bit of the history and all the things that that does and how it works. And we'll get into the joint injections and the things like that too. The ears, awesome. the sinuses, the rectal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah <laughs> More to come. More to come. More explosions to come. So where, just, just uh, before we sign off, where, where can people find more about you? If you can just list off some of those websites again, sure. and show notes as well. And uh, and then we always leave our listeners with a little home play assignment, something they can do on their own at home. What's okay. your favorite thing for people to get started with? Okay. Um, give me the websites, drsdoctorsubi.com. That's Umbrella Boy India, ubi.com. has a lot of good stuff on it, um, a, lot of, a lot of testimonies and studies. Doctors Ozone, drsozone.com. Uh, has a lot on ozone, and you can go there. A um, little more technical, ultraluxuv.com, our medical device in Europe. So it's designed that way. You'll see that, ultraluxuv.com. Um, home owners, uh, if I were to, if I was sick, <laughs> and I've done lots of these, don't worry. Um, I would say look into rectal ozone, um, simply O3.com com has a lot of good information and again they're going to play like i do is you know i don't sell a medical device we just sell ozone generators but those other two sites give you all the information Mm -hmm. um that's where they can look and just learn just go after it but uh, rectal ozone is easy to do i've talked with sylvia menendez head of the cuban you know ozone authority and they don't have money so what have they done Hundreds of studies on 10,000s of people with just rectal ozone with phenomenal results. Wow. Everything from retinitis pigmentosa, which is tunnel vision. (laughs) And, you know, you can arrest it. You can keep it from going any farther to infections, to all sorts of uh, maladies and problems that people have just with rectal ozone. So... I know it sounds terrible, you know, but <laughs> there's worse things like keeping an infection. There, there's lots of worse yeah. things than doing. Yeah, there's them. really a lot of things. They do vaginal insufflations. They do yeah. rectal insufflations, ear insufflations, nasal. You want to clear your sinuses up of infection. Mm-hmm. Nasal insufflation. That's a little more tricky. We'll talk about that next time. Yeah, I look forward to it. Thank you so much, Tom. This is uh, amazing. You're such an amazing resource of information, and uh, you know we learned a ton. Uh, Good. Really grateful to have you on. Thank you, Tom. We're glad to do it. Get that out there. See what happens. All right. We'll see you on the next one. Yep. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the Doctor Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.